Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve, and my awesome co-host is with me named Dwaylon. Say hi, Dwaylon. Hey, everyone. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like to call him awesome, but you know what? He's awesome, so he just needs to, <laughs> he just needs to live with it. <laughs> but, and we've got a little bit of a throwback today. It's not a watch-along because, well, this particular uh, pay-per-view is probably not worthy of a watch-along, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. No, no. No. Not, no. Um, but, I mean, the, the card itself with the, the talent that's on there, it should have been a lot better than what it was. But, of course, we're talking about SummerSlam 1993, yeah. also known as, are you kidding me? You, you cannot win a title on a count-out. Why are y'all celebrating? Yes. <laughs> and yeah and i uh yeah because <laughs> i even looked at it, i was like maybe we could do a what uh no not that match okay but that, mm, no mm, then I was yeah. thinking, maybe the Shawn michaels but but even that one i'm like you know, from what i remember i mean it's been a while um that because that one just the way it it ended you know yeah so we decided, yeah, we're not doing watch-alongs in this one because, in fact, even the Shawn Michaels perfect match, if that one, that one you would think would be considered a classic match if it would have been a classic match. Make sense? Yeah. 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 People, yeah, people would be talking about it. Uh, but they do, they do talk about the Luger and Yokozuna match because of how it ended and it ended stupidly. <laughs> Very much <laughs> but, so. Um, but before we get started... I want to go ahead and give our contact and listen info, and then I want to give some news, some good, some bad, uh, unfortunately, and then some is just kind of interesting. Um, if you would like to get a hold of us, you know, send us an email at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbooking, you can find us on Instagram also, just do a search for armchairbooking. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. You can listen to us on Apple Podcast, on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, and just do a search and for us, and you can find us. And of course, we have to give a shout out to Block Talk Radio because they're the ones who actually host us. So I believe I, believe I believe I believe I named everything. Do I don't know if I forget anything. No, you got it all. All right, cool. Because I have to, I have to, you know, in my old age, because I'm having a birthday here in a couple of weeks. Although I will say, <laughs> Dwaylon is six weeks older than I am, so there. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be hiding his Easter eggs before I start hiding mine. <laughs> so, um, and in other news, uh, right after we recorded the podcast last Thursday, uh, Dwaylon actually texted me the unfortunate news that Dominic Danucci uh, had passed away. And for those who don't know who that is, uh, he was the man he trained Mick Foley, he trained Shane Douglas, uh, amongst others. Of course, I think his most famous student would be Mick Foley. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he was he was an, an immigrant from Italy, wasn't he? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, because Foley actually talks about how he went on a tour somewhere in Europe with him, and well, I want to uh, almost paraphrase him, but I want to say he said in his book, "I stood there with my thumb up my butt while Dominic was speaking Italian, Spanish, French, German, <laughs> and everything." He said, "Always, oh, but he said my college-educated thumb up my butt." <laughs> yeah. So. But yeah, definitely that leaves a, a a big hole in the wrestling world because Danucci he he had a great impact, you know, especially with those two names that I mentioned, Foley and Shane Douglas. Because Shane Douglas, yeah. had, you know, very very talented, uh, and 
whether I mean he's always been kind of a controversial figure, but I mean you can't deny the man's talent. No, not at all. I always, especially uh, ECW. Yeah. I, I love Shane Douglas and ECW. Yep, and he was the very first ECW champion after he threw down the NWA belt and said, yep. "This is now the real world title." Yep. So, in other uh, bad news, um, Nasty Boy Brian Nobbs is actually in the hospital. And the, the doctors are saying he's going to be there at least two months. And they have, yeah, uh, nobody said what's, you know, what's going on with him, but you know, apparently from that, it's very serious. So yeah, our thoughts and prayers go out to him. Oh, absolutely. It, it, I, I just, it's something with the stomach. That's the only thing that's even been mentioned, but mm-hmm. nobody knows. And oh, absolutely our thoughts and prayers right for him and his family. Uh, and there is a GoFundMe to actually help raise money uh, for him. But um, I'm thinking I don't actually have the link. If I were to get that, I will uh, send that out you know, through Twitter and Facebook if I can find it. But last I heard, they're actually they were actually already almost at their goal. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, That's so. Good. Yep. Um, and I guess it is something that, um, you know, being a, you know, being well known and people love you has his advantages because yeah. if you need help people will definitely reach out for you you know yeah. so um and in a lot lighter news a lot more positive news rick flair has been spotted in a wrestling ring given a figure four i believe it was on conan wasn't it it was not sure why conan was with kenny omega that night but i guess because they were in triple a but yeah so uh I'm going to guess maybe there's not a non-compete clause because Flair wasn't exactly competing in the WWE. Yeah, there actually wasn't because his, uh, they said he was allowed to appear because because his contract wasn't, um, didn't have a no-compete clause because he was on a He's a legend. Right. Yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a competitor's contract. So and another like- thing is Charlotte didn't make uh Charlotte was advertised for a triple threat match in Charlotte, North Carolina, and wasn't there because she was backstage at Triple A. Oh, she she was allowed to be backstage. She just couldn't right. be on camera. But yeah, but the thing is, from what I understand, WWE knew she wasn't going to be there, and still went ahead, you know, with the <laughs> match as they advertised. And so you got all these people are coming, you know, they're, they paid to see Charlotte yeah. in Charlotte and yeah. nothing. She wasn't there. I mean, she was mm. promoted the morning of the house show. She was being promoted as being part of the match. And then. And they knew she, she wasn't going to be there. Yeah. And they knew she was going to be there. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like when, it's like when uh, back in 99, when Austin had to have his neck surgery. And they knew he wasn't going to be able to compete at Survivor Series, but they advertised it all the way up into pay-per-view time. And then they pulled the car hitting him angle to take him out of the match. But they mm. knew he wouldn't be able to compete. When they booked the match, they knew he weren't, wasn't going to be able to compete. Yeah, I tell you what. Yeah, you could do that once. <laughs> you're not going to be. You're not going to make a habit of it. No. I mean, somebody may say, well, it's good for business. It might be good for business that one night because people don't know any better. Yeah. Keep doing it. You're not going to have any business. No. 
because people are people are not going to want to be fooled into buying tickets for something that you're not giving them. Right. It's one thing if there was an emergency or something and just stuff beyond anybody's control. That's one thing. But to blatantly just advertise a match, knowing that one of your stars is not going to be there and you advertise it all the way up until the show, then right. that's just you deceiving your fans to make a buck. Exactly. And I will say this about the NWF, about Roger Ruffin. They found out, uh, I don't know if it was the night before or the, the morning of, that Wildcat Chris Harris was not going to be able to make uh, the show in Covington. They announced it on social media. And, right. you know, and I, I can't remember when I texted you about it. I'll have to look at my text history. But I uh, said, yeah, Wildcat Chris Harris, he's not going to make it. Some kind of, all they would say is unfortunate circumstances, and they never spoke about it at the card itself. So I'm going to guess it's a, it's a shoot situation. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, never know. Uh, they had two other people, no show. One who kind of announced it on Twitter, but that was one I was telling you about. There was a little bit of controversy. Icon Lee was not able to make it. Uh, and he out also posted himself. He actually said, due to unfortunate circumstances, right. he wasn't going to be able to make it. But he also did said, thank you, Roger Ruffin, for booking me. Right. And so he did. So whatever there was, Apparently, that was a rumor. There was some little bit of beef between him and another wrestler, uh, and so because all that's not there anymore, if it was there, like I said, it's also rumor speculation. So I don't want to go too much into it. But he wasn't able to show, and then Noah Gabriel also didn't show, and that was never mentioned. But I've also seen since then Noah actually posted on his personal Facebook that his dad was in the hospital. Oh, okay. You no, know, so. Well, that, that makes one, you know, that makes perfect sense. But. Yeah, and that uh, actually sounds like it was a last minute uh, thing. Yeah. Well, WWE has uh, a um, an unfortunate, not the Charlotte thing, but this was uh, Bailey, not Bailey. Sorry, Bianca and Sasha have been making the house show rounds. You know, mm -hmm. um, they missed both shows, Saturday and Sunday, and really? all. all all WWE said was uh, unfortunate circumstances. So nobody knows what's going on, but now people are worried that um, that match is going to be canceled for SummerSlam, which there's been no confirmation, but nobody knows why they missed mm. both shows. Okay, I did see WrestleMania. They had uh, one of their videos. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet because it was right before our, you know, as I was setting everything up, I saw it on youtube um and it said something about a performer not making SummerSlam. of course i mean that's their their way of you know it's like a clickbait way of getting you to actually watch the oh, video yeah, yeah. you yeah. know um you know get your curiosity peaked uh but now since you know you mentioned that it does kind of make me wonder yeah uh so i'll have to watch that um after uh, after we record um but speaking of the nbf also i want to kind of go through a little bit it was actually a really good event the other day um there were some great matches. There were some not so great. I don't, I don't want to say any of the matches were bad because they weren't. There were just some that just happened to be a lot better than the others. Yeah. And, you know, Which you're going to have that on most shows anyway. So, exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah think, I mean, you're always glad to have no bad matches. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, and I've seen some bad matches. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the paper you were talking about tonight is going to have some 
bad matching is on it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, now, it had some interesting matches. I've never seen this. The very first match, it was a ladder match for the NWF um, tri-state title and $5,000. Now, these were separate. These were hung up on a cord, um, a cable above the ring. The belt was on one part. The $5,000 is on another part, hung up separate. And it said, you know, just because you win one doesn't mean you're going to get the other. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the only thing, if I, if I was going to have any criticism about this match, because it, they had two teams going against each other, but they were individual prizes. So it was a perfect, yeah, because you had. Yeah, yeah that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So you had Sinclair, Octavius Bentley, also known as SOB. And Alex Hayden, uh, their team, they, they actually call, they call themselves best friends. Um, <laughs> and, and these, tell you what, man, these are two big guys who can move like little guys. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, and in fact, with Sinclair Octavius Bentley, when he came out, he's, he's supposed to be um, almost like a black Jim Cornette. Cornette always said he inherited his money from his mom and things like that. Yeah. That's what Sinclair Octavius Bentley. Gotcha. He, yeah. Except for in Sinclair, he actually wrestles over Cornette. It was extremely rare that he was actually wrestling. Right. But yeah, dude, if you see Sinclair Octavius Bentley, I mean, he's a, he's a big dude. I mean, not like jacked up big, but I mean, he's just kind of big yeah. and he can move. He is so quick, but uh, it was him and Alex Hayden against um dc i don't I have no idea what the dc stands for i don't think it stands for district of columbia but it's just <laughs> dc and simba and what kimba why do i keep saying simba i just got corrected Kim, <laughs> simba but like the lion king that's what i automatically go to you think the lion king he comes out wearing a lion's head and like rigged fur on his boots and so you're thinking oh it's a lion simba then no it's kimba either <laughs> way either way kimba's good and in fact well actually all four of these guys are good but kimba's the one to me that really stands out and mm -hmm. i could i could really see him moving moving up into the um the bigger companies at some point oh okay oh yeah i mean once he gets a little bit more polished but yeah he, he's good um and in fact the lion head i wish i'd have got a picture of this you remember in, it was one of the Harry Potters. It had to be around number five or six because it had a Luna Lovegood on there. And she's wearing this great big old lion's head while they're watching the, the Quidditch match. Uh, yeah, I've seen clips of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's I what it reminded made, me of. I haven't made it all the way through. Savannah's watched them all the way through. I've only, I think I've seen the first three. Okay. But I hadn't seen the series yet. Oh, you got to watch yeah. them. You got to read the books too. But, yeah. Uh, the books, I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, well, I know we're kind of sidetracking because that's what we do. The, <laughs> they could easily make each book into a TV series. That's how much stuff is left out of the movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but DC got the $5,000. DC is another. He's, in fact, Kimba is actually the skinniest one there. And he's, I mean, he, and he's, he's kind of jacked up. The other three guys, I mean, they're big and just, you know, bulky. You know, more, mm -hmm. more fat than muscle. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, but DC, he got his big butt up that ladder and got the five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Sinclair Octavius Bentley got up and got the the tri-state title. 
which DC, DC was the champion before the match. And, oh, okay. right. And they've had this, it, it's actually kind of an old school angle where, you know, if you win, you get this $5,000 type of deal. Yeah. And so they've been putting that up, but they would never, they would always get disqualified or something. They would always have a way of keeping it from him. And well, now he got the five grand, but he doesn't have the title anymore. Right. And I think they're actually giving Sinclair a push anyway. Uh, I have a oh. feeling just watching because all of a sudden he had a lot of merch. People wearing his shirts out in the audience, even though he's supposed to be a heel. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, they don't go by this whole thing. You have to be a face to sell merch. Right. People, people are going to buy it. You might as well um, yeah. sell it. And in fact, I, you know what? I was Because uh, Kyle asked me to text him all these results. I said, you know what? I said, he has a, a pretty big support crowd tonight, especially for a heel, which he did. Um, oh, before the matches even started, Adam Swayze, you know, he was the golden ticket holder. He said right. he was, he was going to cash it in regardless of who won between Rex and Josh. Right. So, um, but you've already seen the video I sent to you, so you already know what happened there. Um, yeah. Um, they had King Titan versus Juice. I actually talked to Juice. We could possibly have him on the uh, the podcast special. We could actually have him for what we were, were talking about. Um, okay. Yep. Um, talk to him, you know, another super nice guy. And he, I didn't mention that to him because I, I do want to get him on the podcast before that, before I start mentioning, by the way. Right, you know, right. Um, but yeah, because I mean, he he's got a huge fan base. I've never. Uh, it's like every time I go somewhere watch it, his fan base just grows and grows and grows. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, he, I, yeah, he's not been wrestling that long, and he's already been in some of the main event matches. Oh man, you know. So I mean, part of a tag team, but that's still main event. So, um, yeah, let me get through just some of the highlights real quick. The five woman scramble match, Selena Dean, she won that one, um, against Breezy, uh. Riley or yeah, Riley Matthews, I think is her name. Um, Ella, who is supposed to be a um, a mental patient at from they said she's from Waverly Hills, Kentucky. And yeah, I think I told you about that. Waverly Hills, I'm like, y'all mean the Waverly Hills Sanatorium? I was like, yeah, yeah they good. Yeah, okay. Um, and oh my lord, I've done drawing a blank. I mean, I, I literally watched it the other day and I cannot remember who that one was. But either way, uh, Swinger, one of the gentlemen I interviewed, against Andrew Reed for the Dreamhouse Championship, which that's basically, it's a made-up title. Andrew Reed's made up. And if you see the belt, you'll definitely say that's made up because the belt looks like it's made out of cardboard. <laughs> you know, it's got the leather, but the rest yeah. of it looks like he just kind of took some cardboard and, and got like the wood-burning shop on it or something. Yeah, um, well, the two big matches, um, well, YK Chris Harris, since he couldn't be there, he was going against Nasty Russ in a nightstick match. It was actually supposed to be a nightstick in a box match, and they had to come up with something else. So they just called it a nightstick match, but they said, but they're going to have somebody else is going to substitute, and it's this guy named Lord Crew who ended up coming out. Okay. And yeah, Lord Crew, you'd have to see. I mean, he's a big biker looking dude. And apparently, his shoot job is he actually works on bikes. You know, oh, he's a mechanic. Okay. So, you know, it fits. Um, he's another one. I mean, I mean, he just looks, you know, like super mean. You talk to him, one of the nicest people in the world. <laughs> he really is. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But then Nasty Russ got him with a, a crotch shot and a headshot with a nightstick and ended up pinning him. But uh, oh, and a surprise. Um, 
oh my lord where's it the guy who was there from impact ace austin ace austin yes ace austin and pompano joe uh pompano joe uh pulled out that victory really yeah and i was thinking hmm so because normally you know if you're going to bring somebody in from you know uh, like a higher level i guess that yeah. person would go over yeah. And then again, you got the local talent. The Pompano Joe, he's a veteran, and he's one of their most respected veterans. And so, you know, so would, do you give the local guy the rub, or do you give the, you know, that's kind of a, yeah, that's kind of a hard decision to make sometimes. But in this case, they give it to Pompano Joe, it may have been out of respect for him too. Um, Could probably. The they had the street fight for the tag titles. That one I didn't get as much. I didn't get to see as much of because, unfortunately, my bladder started talking to me, and I was standing yeah. in line for the bathroom. But I mean, I was kind of turning around and watching at the same time. Oh, that one! That one looked like an ECW match. Oh, had, really? Yeah, they had trash cans out there. They had everything. I mean, it, and it was a a street fight because the guys were out there in their um, in street clothes. I mean, they were wearing jeans. They weren't wearing their wrestling gear. <laughs> and yeah, um, it's funny how that match ended. Um, Chris Lotus got, I don't remember which one of the strays, that was the tag team name. I don't remember which one, he, but he got him in the inside of the can and then Star Rider, you know, it kind of smashed it. And then Star Rider came off the top rope and smashed onto it and pinned him while he was in the trash can. And, <laughs> and so they regained their tag titles. But then they had the, the NWF heavyweight title match. Mm -hmm. And this one was Rex versus Joshua because nobody has last names apparently in this match <laughs> and rex um well you saw the videos i mean he's a big yeah. dude yeah he's a big guy yeah uh he's at least six four easily and he's been a heel for the past few years but then when they've been having this angle where him and adam swayze you know they're the hollywood blondes they really yeah. should, you know they really should have got another name but yeah you know, i think but either way i mean they're still a good team where Adam Swayze is all of a sudden, he is kind of being domineering and kind of abusive to Rex. Yeah. Um, even though. Kind of like the old uh, Mike Rotunda, Rick Steiner thing. Yeah. You know, something like that. Except for Mike Rotunda and Rick Steiner are actually a little bit closer to size than these two guys. Right. <laughs> you know, it'd be like one of us, you know, trying to go be rude to your brother. Right, right. You know, there's like that much of a size difference because Terrence <laughs> is a big guy. Yeah. And, um, I'd, I'd run first. <laughs> you know, and say, okay, he's too big to catch me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, so they've been kind of getting fan sympathy for Rex. Well, it's been paying off because when he came out, oh my God, that crowd was popping huge for him. <laughs> And he's still technically a heel, but they're going for him. But see, so is Joshua. Mm -hmm. And Joshua is also accompanied by Andrew Reed, you know, the Dreamhouse champion. Right. That goofy title. And, well, Adam Swayze didn't come out with Rex. And now during the match, all of a sudden you heard the music hit. By the way, they're the ones coming in with Black Cat by Janet Jackson. Okay. And I, I still say it's a hairband song. <laughs> I mean, it really is. That is a hairband song. <laughs> but he comes out and he's holding the golden ticket. But he, um, 
I'm thinking, is he going to cash in now, make it a three? No, I didn't do that because then uh, it, it actually caused some chaos. The match itself was actually really good. Um, with that getting involved, Andrew Reed kind of getting involved. The referee didn't call disqualification, um, disqualification, even though he could have, but he wanted to let the match go on and blah, blah, blah. And the briefcase got involved and Rex got clocked upside the head by Joshua, but he still managed to kick it. Yeah. And it, so at the end of the day, um, Rex finally pinned Joshua, and he's a champion. But then you saw the aftermath where Adam Swayze said, I'm cashing in. Yeah. And you're going to lay down. Yeah. And because apparently that's how he won the golden ticket briefcase to begin with, was because he had, um, he had, my daughter's calling me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you hear the, the, that's my yeah. ringtone for her. Yeah. My sh the show must go on. <laughs> I need to because now she's gonna she's gonna panic if we don't answer. So I need to I need to text her. Say I'm doing the podcast. You know that. <laughs> um. Anyway. But yeah, but that's how he won the golden ticket to begin with. Apparently. Oh, okay. Right. So. But now he expects him to do it again, and that's that's part of the play. You know to do that, you know, and, and he called him stupid and things like that. You know, well, you saw the aftermath. So Rex, not only did he win the title, but he also successfully defended it yeah. against, you know, the the cash in. Yeah. And and that wasn't even the final match of the night. The final match of the night was actually the cage match. First time I've ever seen a cage match live. And it was Big Mama against Nikki Victory. Mm -hmm. And, um. And of course, the match itself, um, on its own merits, was pretty decent. Yeah. However, having to follow that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they had a. Yeah, sounds like they had a uphill battle there of having to follow oh, that. Oh, they absolutely did. And uh, Randy, he actually managed to make it down. He didn't know if he was going to make it or not because um, he was at work, and because he's an EMT, he can't show up in uniform. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So he has to change clothes, and uh, he didn't know. Um, he didn't know before going to work that he was, you know, may have the chance to go. So he didn't have a change of clothes with him. Mm -hmm. um, and not only that, because he's an EMT in Ohio, he he can't. He's not licensed to work in Kentucky as an EMT. Oh. So even if he wasn't, you know, so it, it's a when it comes to medical laws, it gets really weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Um. But, you know, he made it. He actually missed, like, a lot of the fan fest type stuff. Um, but he made it for this one. But he even told me, he's like, dude, he said, I wouldn't want to have to follow that match. Mm -mm. No. I mean, because, yeah, because, I mean, like I said, I mean, you, you saw in the video, I mean, the crowd was just into they it. Were, and, I mean, yeah. oh, man. And, you know, but, you know, then, of course, you know, the cage match, because they have to build the cage up. Yeah. You know, they had to be the, the final match. And. Uh, it was like I said, on its own merits, it was good, but unfortunately, it had to follow that, yeah, and, you know. But so that's how my night went, um, <laughs> Saturday night. And I have to give them definitely give some kudos for them. Uh, like I said, I didn't mention all of them, it was there was 12 matches that night, so well, I guess technically 13 because of the, the cash in, but yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, the like I said, um, uh, there were some great matches and then some not so great because they, they they just weren't as good as the other ones there was no bad matches 
Right. You know, so it, in other words, the card was definitely net positive. All the matches were at least good. Some matches were great. And um, hopefully if anybody in this area, um, if they missed out, man, you missed out. <laughs> so the reason for today's uh, podcast, we're going to talk about SummerSlam 93. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the reasons we're talking about this one is because it is SummerSlam season right now. And there have been some really good ones. This one was not. This one, in fact, I think it is it what culture or um or it's one of the um it's one of the the YouTube podcasters or YouTube channels. Yeah, it's either What Culture or Cultaholic. Yeah, I think one, it is. Yeah. One of them named this one like the worst they, summer song of all time. Yeah. And on paper, it shouldn't be. Well, for the most part. <laughs> there's yeah, there's uh, a few matches that are just like, why? Yeah. But yeah, there's there's some matches to where they should have been so much better than they actually were right and you know and when i get to look at the uh the the card on here on the list of matches i'm thinking oh that's right yeah they did have a an angle going out there because um in fact this is when owen hart i guess was just starting back in the wwf after he had yep. left yeah he was a blue blazer before and then he came back just as owen yep and he went against Barry Horowitz in a dark match. And I think that actually probably would have been a good match. Yeah, probably. Of course, Owen won because that was, you know, that was Barry's gimmick. He was enhancement talent. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't believe they had him coming into the ring with Hava Navila, Hava Navila. Yeah. I was like, man, y'all kid. Nowadays, we're looking going, really? Did y'all? Re-? I mean, but then again, he may have actually said, hey, give me that. Yeah, he might have. You know, um, but he was Jack Hart. That's the, the funny thing. He was Jack Hart in Florida. Oh, really? Yeah, that was his name because he had the same kind of gimmick. It was the how many matches can this man lose in a row? That type of deal. So he just brought it with him. You know, but the first match they actually showed, of course, it was Razor and Ted DiBiase. And this was right after Razor turn face yes and he had lost to the one two three kid and dibiase was i guess messing with him about it but saying hey i'll give you money and let you be my servant yeah yeah and and that's when razor teamed up with one two three kid to go against dibiase and and well we're trying to irs you know some of money inc yeah and um, now, why they didn't have them in a tag match on this is beyond me. I don't know, since that was that was the angle, but they each had singles matches. You know, then Razor Razor beats Ted DiBiase. Um, found out something interesting about the Razor's Edge. Uh, no one ever kicked at. No one has ever kicked out of the Razor's Edge. Yeah, I heard that recently too. If he hit it and pinned you, that was it. If if he knew, if Scott Hall knew he was going to lose that match, 
then he didn't do the razor's edge. Now that's called protecting your move. Yeah. Yeah. And see, <clears throat> Vince, that's something you should have been kept on doing instead of yeah. killing everybody. He never had a problem, you know, doing the job if he had to, but he, he wouldn't use the razor's edge if he was going to use that match. If he was going to lose the match, then he wouldn't use the razor's edge. Right. He wouldn't be able to pull it off. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, sometimes you'd have him, he'd get somebody up in it, but they're squirming, squirming, getting out of it before yeah. he executes it. Yeah. And that means he never executed. That means the move, not only is protected, but it's showing guys are afraid of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, which that's one of them. Um, the move itself, it almost looks lame, but then if you really get, he's, he's coming down and he's slamming their yeah, shoulders into the mat. Yeah, like six, five, six, six. Easily. Easily, if not taller, maybe six, seven. And then he's, you know, He's got you extended and then just, you know, slams you down. Yeah, because I think they, they actually, another name, like I guess the technical name is a crucifix power bomb. Would yeah. Be kind of the name of yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I everybody just calls it the razor's edge. Yeah. And of course, later on, the outsider's edge. Like, please. That did now, just, yeah. now, just now, just sounds stupid. um now the next match was the steiners against the heavenly bodies who were jimmy del rey and tom pritchard jimmy del rey you know may rest in peace i just found out recently hi there (laughs) (laughs) she she took a nap and she woke up (laughs) hi avi oh um, but yeah, I just found out recently Jimmy Del Rey had passed away a few years ago. I was like, what? That's- yeah, I didn't realize he had passed away. They were the Heavenly Bodies was actually a good team. I mean, that wasn't the that wasn't the original ones, but the original version. But I mean, they were still a good team. But I think the originals it was um, Del Rey and or no Tom Pritchard and Stan Lane or was Del Rey and Stan Lane? I think it was Del Rey and Stan Lane. Okay, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I'll have to look that up. But I remember this match. And I remember thinking, you know what, it's pretty good. And of course, Jim Cornette, he's going to have good teams. And oh yeah, yeah. Um, and I know, even though Jim Cornette, he really doesn't get a lot of credit for training wrestlers, but he was the one running OVW there for a while. So you would think he would have some some kind of influence with the training. And you know, it always showed with his tag teams because they would always have great tag team moves because the, the midnights yeah. always had that. And now yeah. the heavenly bodies had the same thing. Yeah. And so it makes and you wonder. You were right. It was, uh, it was Tom Pritchard and Stan Lane. Stan Lane okay. Version. Yeah. I couldn't, I knew, I knew Stan Lane was <laughs> the other yeah, one, but I just couldn't too. remember. Like, I couldn't remember who the, um, who the other, the actual partner was. And I think by this point, Stan Lane had, he semi-retired. Is that why he didn't? Um, I think so. Yeah. Because I remember seeing him come in. He was he had, he was an interviewer for a little bit with the WWF. I don't remember which years though. Um, you know, but yeah, I just know he didn't he didn't wrestle as much. And of course, they could have brought him back, put him in where they were Skinner, reformed the fabulous ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that match. I mean, um, of course, you know the Steiners uh, won this one, and. The Steiners, it, it, when they were there in the WWF for their 
run. I mean, it wasn't for a cup of coffee, but it really wasn't all that long. I mean, it probably, of course, they got yeah. And they, I mean, they won a couple of tag titles, but you could tell Vince just, it's like Vince didn't know what to do with them because they actually wrestled. Right. You know, they weren't just two big dudes lumbering around the ring, which is what he, until, you know, that's what he mainly booked his champions as, you know, was big, you know, big guys. Steiners were big guys, but I mean, they could wrestle. But they could wrestle. I mean, and they were collegiate level wrestlers at, at yeah. a division one school at, at yeah. University of Michigan. And so they, they had the legit, legit skills. Um, but speaking of legit skills, the next match is one of those, like we said, should have been, you would think seeing it on paper, just who's in it, that it would be listed yeah. as like, you would think that, uh, yeah, with Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect, that should have like five star classic, like written oh, all over it. I remember that match, and it was just they didn't have any chemistry. It's like they didn't, they just nothing they did really clicked. Did they ever go against each other in the AWA? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember if they ever did or not. Because that, well, that would actually see if, if perfect, you know, Kurt Hennig, if he had ever turned heel in the AWA. I don't think he ever did, did he? Yeah, he did. He turned did he? heel. That's how he, that's how he won the, uh, AWA world title. He turned on Bockwinkle. He okay. uh, turned heel during the match with Bockwinkle and hit him with a roll of quarters. Oh, oh yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that's he that's he turned heel to win the title. And I think by this point, Shawn Michaels had been in the WWF for at least five years. I think so because him and him and him marty, and marty and, yeah and then they'd gotten fired because they had yeah until yeah. fight at the hotel or whatever and then they got rehired and then you know of course you know him and marty had their breakup on the barbershop and then yep sean went solo yep because, but, because by this point sean had been solo for a roughly a year and a half um yeah, because this was August of 93, and it was January of 92, so a little over a year and a half. And they were at Mania 5, the second one up at Trump Tower. Yeah. So that was in 89. So, Believe yeah, so. they've been there a little while. Yeah. And so, yeah, Hennig would have turned heel after they left uh, – you know, for good and stayed with the WWF. Yeah. But in this match, Henning was the face. Right. Yeah. yeah which, which is wild. <laughs> yeah, which is weird, but looks and to be. He was he was another one of those guys. He could go, he could be great as both a face or a heel. Yeah. Yeah, he just seemed to be a natural. That's why he was perfect. But yeah. he just seemed to be a natural for both. Um and I'm going to have to rewatch this match again because, uh, like I said, I mean, both of us were trying to find time to watch the, uh, the pay-per-view again before we, 
we started talking about it, but neither one of us, you know, um, could find enough bandwidth to watch it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I was hoping to find some time after work, uh, but no, tonight was open house at school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and my son is going to middle school this year. Oh, okay. Yep. So fun stuff. Uh, now the next match actually has maybe not classic classic, but it, it has good match written all over it. You know, IRS and the one, two, three kid, you know, you, Michael Tunn and Sean Waltman. Yeah. They always put on, I mean, they always made their opponents look good. So you would think they'd make yeah. themselves look good. And in this one, this is also an extension of the feud between, you know, Money Inc. and then Razor and the one, two, three kid. Did they ever actually come with them with a name for themselves? Razor and one, two, three kid. No, they never did. And then later on, um, uh, they teamed together for a while, and then One Two Three Kid turned on Razor, right. joined Million Dollar Corporation. Um, and I know they were part of the Click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was never really an official faction. <laughs> no, not in front of the camera, anyway. No. The backstage, it right. definitely was. And, but in the next one, and, and I do remember the next. Well, I guess next two matches, when Brett beat Doink, Doink was subbing for Lawler. Lawler yeah. said he was hurt. Yeah, and then he uh, attacked Brett with the crutch and right revealed he wasn't hurt at all. Which I mean, we all knew that. We knew he was faking. Right, and one of the things I was reading it said the match itself never technically ended. Yeah. It, yeah, they never they never actually said um, the uh, that there was an actual disqualification. It just kind of ended. Right, and they said, and Lawler says, obviously you're not hurt. Now you're going to get in there, and that's when Brett got Lawler in the the sharpshooter for three yeah. and a half minutes. Yeah. And apparently he actually really was cinching back on Lawler's back because Brett wasn't too happy. I guess Lawler hit him a little, little too hard with the crutch. Uh, was a little snug with it. Yeah, a little snug with it. So Brett's like, all right. And he just, you know, and then got himself disqualified after he'd already won the match. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, how do you do? He's good at doing that, actually, because if you think yeah. about this, you know, later on when they had the double turn, him and Austin at Mania 13. It was the same thing. Um, yeah. Of course, if Ken and Ken Shamrock, you know, squared up with me, like I, I just walk out too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. No, thank you. I'm yeah. Go. You know, like like McMahon said at the one Royal Rumble, they he they said you want to get in there. What, what, Ken Shamrock? What are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> but now the next one, and I, I remember Janetti had come back. Because he actually came back, won the Intercontinental title from Sean at one of the very first Raws. And then, yeah. you know, then Sean won it back a little bit later because that was uh, one of, it may have started Sean's streak of PWI match of the year. Yeah. Because he's won that 11 times. Mm. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so one of the matches, I don't remember if it was the first match or the rematch uh, for the, the IC title, got match of the year. And and I could see that because, I mean, those guys knew each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, for years. Um, but we're seeing Marty in here against Luvid Borga. 
Yeah, I remember that guy. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, and people, people complained about Vladimir Kozlov, like that he had the slow plotting offense. They need to go watch uh, Ludwig Borga because he had own. Oh, it was like watching a glacier move. Yeah. And it was said as I mean, I remember his moves were effective, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I've seen faster snail races. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then you find out, I mean, the dude, well, first of all, when have we ever had an issue with Finland? Yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> what? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, in both the world wars, you know, Finland um, were either neutral or they were with the allies. Right. And, and Finland, I mean, if you look at some of the history, it's odd because they weren't really a country you'd want to mess with because one time they were outnumbered by the Russians like five to one and they still won. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Finland, be afraid, be very afraid. But but we've always been on friendly terms with him. That's why he comes in and he's supposed to be the anti-American Finnish guy. It's like, what? Yeah. Like most, I, I like, you know, everybody I've met from Finland, I've liked, you know, like, you know, I read about some of the culture. I like it. I was like, I don't know what his de deal is. Then you find out that may have been an extension of his real character. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah because... Um, I mean, I know Ludwig Borga was not his real name, but um, and I don't remember what his real name was, but when he actually went back and if you want to say a successful politician because he got into Finnish parliament, you know, so he managed to get that far. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you look at his views and you go, ooh, um, dude, um, yeah, you need to like, yeah, it's like yeah, it's like and, it's yeah, it's time for you to leave, buddy. I mean, yeah, just and yeah, then he ended up taking his own life actually uh, a few years after he, um, you know, was voted out of parliament. Yeah, and you know, so I mean, the guy had some well, with his views, you would think he had some mental issues anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. So, um, but really, enough about that. Um, then. I might as well say this is would have to be one of the worst matches in the history of ever when it comes to pay-per-views. Yes, it is definitely <laughs> the worst Undertaker match I've ever seen. And, yeah. and, and dude, no, no part of that was his fault. No, because Giant Gonzalez could not wrestle. Could he, no. Avi? He couldn't wrestle, could he? <laughs> um, I mean, and not nothing against the guy. I mean, that's it. He was a real nice guy, but he just, you know, that size being all like a legit seven foot seven, you know, he's always going to be getting stuff off the top shelf for you. I mean, just. Yeah. But it's like he was, you know, in WCW, he was Eligante. And it's like, they couldn't get anything out of him there. I, I guess Vince, is, as usual, was just blinded by his size and yeah. brought him in. And, of course, you know, he was – that was during the Undertaker's monster killer phase. So they, you know, fed him to the Undertaker. But the Undertaker couldn't get 
couldn't get anything out of him. There was nothing to get. I mean, the guy just didn't have it. Do you remember back in the day when we would watch like PBS shows at school when they have like the TV? Um, yeah. Yeah. You remember the show Slim Goodbody? Yes. Yes. That's what, that is, that's that what was, his suit reminded me of was Slim Goodbody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like they put him, I guess, to make him, I guess, because he was, you know, he was really tall, but he was really thin. And I guess to make him look bulkier, they put him in that bodysuit, but it was like just brown with airbrushed body hair all over. <laughs> and it's like, what is this supposed to be exactly? And then he gets to the ring. The best thing about the entire thing was, I mean, Undertaker's entrance is always phenomenal. Yeah. But, you know, but that was the only good part of the match was the Undertaker's yeah. entrance. And then they started and then it was nothing. And I had to read up on why, uh, kind of the backstory for all this. Because Gonzalez, uh, you know, Jorge Gonzalez, he was with Harvey Whippleman. Yeah. Harvey had managed Kamala uh, before this. And, and an Undertaker had, yeah. Had, yeah. He had beaten Kamala um, first at SummerSlam you know, the year prior, but that was about his qualification. And then he beat him in the casket match at the Survivor Series. Yeah. And so Whippleman, you know, he – because Kamala went running, uh, you know, he left, you know, because of that. Uh, either that it could have just been money because they were not paying that man what he deserved. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard those stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's so hard. Whippleman brought in uh, Giant Gonzalez to get his revenge on The Undertaker. Well, I don't think it really worked out. <laughs> You know, all it did was just make the fans mad. And they call this a rest in peace match. I don't remember there being any stipulation. I don't either. Uh, uh, I don't remember hearing anything about a stipulation. You know, it wasn't, I don't know. I, I think mean, that's just something they, they threw just, on there. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you hear about somebody having a grudge match. Yeah. You know, it's just, okay, these, then you realize later on, oh, they just don't like each other. So it's going to be more yeah. intense of a match. Okay. But, but I hate when they say grudge match because it's like, isn't every match a grudge match, basically? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you would I mean, think. For the most part, I mean, you have heels and faces, so it's like they're not going to like each other. So I could see if you built this up to where it's just a, like, Hogan and Piper. Yeah, that that that's a grudge right. match. You can put a grudge match on there. But sometimes they throw that out and it's just like, no, nah, it's just a mm -hmm. match. It's just a match between a heel and a face. Yeah. And now this next one, the smoking guns, you know, Bart Gun, Billy Gun, along with Tatanka, and they defeated Bam Bam. And the head shrinkers, Fatu and Samu, which Fatu, isn't that who became Rikishi later on? Yes. Yep. And Samu, was that the Tonga kid? I'm about to look this up now. I believe so, because they were they were the head shrinkers in WWF, but they were the Samoan SWAT team everywhere else. WCW, um, they wrestled in Texas some. Everywhere else, they were the Samoan SWAT team. The Samoan SWAT team, which... 
sounds just vicious. Yeah. You know, it sounds like, ooh, you know, I don't want the head shrinkers. You're like, what? Okay, yeah. I, I, they, had I mean, some, they had a good feud with the Steiners and WCW. Those were some hard hit, hard hitting matches. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought he was also the Tonga kid. I guess he wasn't. Uh, but he was. Um, I, I literally just saw it. He was. Uh, one of the Wild Samoans' son. Oh, his his dad is Afa. Okay. It was Uncle Lasika. And who's Roman Reigns' dad? Afa. Afa. So this is Roman Reigns' yeah. brother. Yeah. Uh, how you like that? Um, I did not realize that. Yep. Yep. Because there there's a big age difference between Roman Reigns and all his other siblings because um. Alpha was like in his early 40s when Roman Reigns was born. Yeah. And yeah, yeah go ahead. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yep. Um, in fact, uh, in Beyond the Mat, Alpha, he's actually being interviewed by um, well, the guys who made the, the documentary. And he was talking about how hard it was to work with Vince McMahon sometimes, like in the past. And he said, I just want to take some, some time off to see my boy born. Right. And then you realize later on, he's talking about Salifa yeah. Joseph Anawai, who is Roman Reigns. Yeah. And I was like, huh. And then you start to piece everything together. It all starts to fit yeah. in place. But, and I think this was the, I don't want to say it's the let me up match before the main event. But I would I think have read the cool down. I think it was supposed to be the cool down match. But that Undertaker and, John Gonzalez match stunk it up so bad there wasn't oh. anything. The crowd was already dead. Yeah, for that match. So by the time they got to the six man tag, it was like, you know, and what they were. Uh, and this match here, I'm sitting here looking at the the names on here. I think it says something when Tatanka may have actually been the smallest guy in the match. Yeah, and Tatanka yeah. was not a small guy. No. No. <laughs> so. Um, because everybody lately has been talking about how Billy Gunn is deceptively big because he, he was never advertised as being big, but they said he's bigger than Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And of course, Bart Gunn, I mean, we know, um, legitimately tough because of, yeah. well, him winning the, the brawl for all debacle. Yeah. And then getting punished and they put him in there against Butterbean and, and I would, I would have just cried and left. Yeah. <laughs> but and of course, we know, you know, the head shrinkers, you know, the Samoans. I mean, we, um, any part of the Anawaii family, you know, is going to be tough. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Afa and Luna Vashon actually accompanied them because, of course, Luna Vashon was with Bam Bam at the time. And Afa is going to be with his, um, his son and his, I think Fatu would be his nephew. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Cause that's, that's Rikishi. Yeah. Um, and this was before, I mean, he was a big dude then, but this is before he got really big. Yeah, this is before, yeah, that was, yeah, he was, he's always been a big guy, but yeah, that's before he got like really big. Yeah, where he's doing the stink face and you're going, I don't think we have enough cameras to get that on <laughs> on the yeah. screen. And there was not enough money for me to take that move. I, 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 no, I'd be, nope, I would nope right out of there. 
like no no i mean yes i do realize this is a business but uh, no that's just nasty yeah but mm -hmm. uh, then the match we've been trying to avoid talking about but we kind of <laughs> have <laughs> because it was the main event and Luger versus Yokozuna. Yokozuna was the champion uh, at the time. And hmm. it was Luger's, actually Luger's last singles match for the title. He only had two. He had one at Mania. Uh, this was before the Mania one. Was this before the Mania? Yeah, this was in 93. So, yeah. The, yeah. Because, yeah. This one and then the one at Mania when him and Brett won the Rumble. Yeah, and uh, had to each get a title match, uh, which they should have just made that a triple threat instead of two separate title matches. It wasn't really fair to Yokozuna to have to right. wrestle two matches, considering it's like if I was him, I'd be like, "Well, it's not my fault they're clumsy and fell out." You should have said that in the press conference too. It ain't my fault. Yeah, yeah it's not my fault. Why have I got a wrestling match? Bunch of clumsy idiots. What are y'all doing? <laughs> and but yeah, yeah Yoko Zuna was great. He was deceptively yeah, he was. fast for a man that size. Yeah. You know, and very agile. I mean, he could throw he could throw a super kick yeah. as well as anybody. And there's no it made no sense for a man that big to be able to get his leg up that high. Uh, exactly. And for Luger to hit that forearm with the metal plate, which he legitimately had a metal plate in there and everybody knew yeah. it. Yeah, it was from a motorcycle wreck. Yeah. Right. And and he knocked him out of the ring. And then he celebrated. Woohoo. Yeah, he gets Yokozuna gets counted out. And then all the you know, all the faces come out and they're putting Luger up on his on their shoulders and the balloons are falling and everything and Luger's waving the flag and it's like, you didn't win the title. Dummy. I don't I still, <laughs> to this day. Exactly. Dummy. Dummy. Still to this day, do not understand why they, why they did all that celebration when you didn't win the title. You won by disqualification. Everybody knows that rule. Exactly. And it's, you know, and this was during the time where, like, almost every video that Coliseum was putting out would have at least one match where somebody's going against the champion, uh, some kind of champion, and they would win by disqualification or count out, and they'd stand there going, give me the belt, give me the belt. And it's like, yeah. you know good and well you didn't win that belt. Yeah, it's like you did not win the belt. And so that, and that's how it went off the air with all this celebrating, and it's like, you just made Luger look like a moron. Yeah. And and even worse, everybody else that came out and put him up on their shoulders with the balloons. They looked even the worse. Like morons. Luger looked like a moron. The fans are getting treated like morons because they're supposed to think, oh, well, he you know, he's got this big victory, but he ain't leaving with the title. And that's the whole point of the match. Right. And Plus, hitting him with the forearm in the first place was risking disqualification. Yes. For him. And then so you knock the 500 plus champion plus pound champion out of the ring, knowing <laughs> you probably can't, knowing you can't get him back in. And you just yeah. let him get counted out. Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. I just, I don't. 
And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why this pay-per-view, at least this SummerSlam, is the worst of the SummerSlams. Yeah, the only memorable stuff is the terrible stuff. <laughs> and Luger acting like he won the lottery when he actually, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, he lost. Yeah. <laughs> you may have won, but you lost. Yeah. This is like a Chinese proverb. Sometimes you win, you lose. Yeah, exactly. And that's what happened. And in wrestling, if you don't win the belt, you lost. <laughs> yeah. Confucius said you lost. Whatever. And yeah, and and I really get to think about not just this pay-per-view, but 93 was kind of a bad year for pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. It was just yeah. for yeah, both, both companies. 93 <laughs> wasn't a very good year for WCW either. Oh, I had to look at those because... Uh, Unfortunately, nothing from from that time really stands out to me anyway from WCW. So yeah, yeah they had to have been bad. Well, it's like you had they had a lot of talent leave and go to WWF and then not get used properly and then right they left and went other places and it was just and because yeah, look at WrestleMania nine considered one of the worst WrestleManias. Yeah. Um. But I think that's another one that Cultaholic, I think they actually have this right as their worst WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, there's, the, there's the only match I remember from uh, what was on. Yeah. I'm trying to think what was on nine that's. Um, was Shawn Michaels and Tataka? That one was yeah, decent. That wasn't a bad match. Brett and Yokozuna was a good match. That was actually that one was a good match. It was an excellent match, except for the Hogan, you know, debacle at the, the end. Stuff at the end, yeah. And even now, knowing what we know, when Hogan's down there checking on Brett, you know, and they're talking, "Yo, Hulk Hogan, we challenge your match, Yokozuna," and, you know, because Mister Yeah Harry Fujiwara really talked like that in real life. I know, <laughs> but. But as Mr. Fuji, that's what we talked. Yeah. And, you know, and then Brett's like pointing, go, go, go fight him. Yeah. And now you know that Brett was pretty steamed because, yeah. you know, not because necessarily losing to Yoko, but because Hogan was going to get the title back. Yeah. From what, I, from what I read in Brett's book, Brett had no issue losing to Yokozuna. He said that was not a problem. He's like, he said, I, he said he liked wrestling Yokozuna. He had no problem losing the title to him. But they were, Hogan was supposed to defend the title against Brett at SummerSlam and drop the title to Brett. And, of course, you know, that Brett's like, me, brother. Hogan's like, that's not going to work for me, brother. Yeah. So, uh, And then when Hogan finally did lose it, it was at the King of the Ring. Yeah, and it was, you know, of course, it was under dubious circumstances because they had the 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 cameraman and the fireball coming out of the camera and blinding Hogan and all this. You know, Hogan's Hogan's never going to lose a title. I Hogan rarely lost a title clean. Exactly. I think Warrior. Even even with Warrior, he, he tried. Was, he kicked out he three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he did his best to try to kick out. Um, 
Yeah, because yeah, because even that King of the Ring that year in '93, that was the one where yeah, Hogan lost title back to Yokozuna in a, in a match that's nowhere close to being a classic. Uh, yeah, didn't Brett win King of the Ring that year? Uh, I believe so. That's right, because that's why him and Lawyer were. They, yeah, that's why they. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Lawler attacked him when he was getting uh, the crown and then the the, the cape and everything, and then and, Lawler, Lawler attacked him with the scepter. And that's and actually that's when he actually legitimately hurt Brett, and so Brett's like, yeah. "All right, <laughs> like okay, all right, I got to get you in the sharpshooter at some point." And you know, of course, I mean, I think they actually do have a lot of respect for each other, um, because I know when when Owen passed away. Uh, Lawler, it hit him pretty hard. You can tell that. I mean, because he was right there. I mean, he was one of the ones yeah. who jumped in the ring to try to help save him. Um, yeah. But yeah, an interesting uh, trivia about that particular King of the Ring. Even though on the the pay per view they never actually wanted to say where it was at. Yeah. It, it was being held in the Nutter Center, which is part of Wright State University, which is where my daughter is going now. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. So. Now she's she has been inside that gym, but never to watch anything. She went in there when my brother-in-law, her uncle, when he graduated from there back in 2013. <laughs> so, oh, we, so we watched the graduation there. Um, you know, but but yeah, so the WrestleMania, and they they were really only doing the big four back in 93. The WrestleMania, yeah. because they're not one of the best ones. The Royal Rumble was that's the one Yokozuna won. Yeah. Um, That's the one Savage tried to pin Yoko. Tried to pin him. And yeah. Whoop, yeah. And then Yoko pressed him over the top rope. Yeah. Because uh, Savage didn't didn't kind of spring and jump at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> they really should have been watching the camera angles on that one because they were kind of yeah. focused on his knees. Whoop, there he goes. Yeah. So uh, kind of a weaker than normal rumble. Then the WrestleMania, of course, and then the King of the Ring, and then um with the SummerSlam, I'll say the big four, they had they they were still in the big five then because of the King of the Ring. King and of then, the Ring, yeah. Right. And that Survivor series was Luger and the what was it, the All Americans, which included Undertaker. Yeah. Uh Luger was it Luger, Undertaker, and the Steiners? Yes. Yeah. I guess the foreign fanatics. Yeah, the foreign fanatics. Yeah. Um, which was Yoko, Ludwig Borga, uh, crud. <laughs> I don't remember the rest I, think of it. I mean, that tells you that tells you how good it was, and we can't even remember the other two people. Um, by the way, this one, this particular SummerSlam, um, like the under title, I guess, was called Fat Chance, and they showed a pic picture of Yokozuna doing a leg drop. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, that's just like, really, guys? That was what you're uh, going with? Way to, shame, way to way to body shame your champion. Uh, exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, actually, you know what? The Survivor Series. I do remember this one also because it actually had the Smoky Mountain Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Because I was thinking, okay, that's something you don't see all the time. Um. Uh, let me get to the results so I can really see who all was on there. And one of the things I, I forgot to mention about when Shawn Michaels, when he was going against Perfect, 
he had diesel with him and this was bef- this was diesel had just gotten there so he hadn't really been given his big push yet that really didn't happen yeah. to the, the, the next rumble um which that one that particular rumble 94 is one of my i guess kind of sleeper favorites it just and part of it is because when diesel because it was kind of his coming out party yeah when you know and it wasn't like 20 it was like six guys but i mean it was like okay he's showing dominance okay this is somebody we've got to watch um yeah all right i guess you know what i'm looking at this survivor series and it was kind of a saving grace for the year because it did start setting up some stuff uh this is when the hearts went against Shawn michaels and his knights and yeah because that was supposed to be jerry lawler and then i think jerry lawler was legitimately injured uh i don't think it was injured i think this is when lawler had a little bit of legal trouble oh okay yeah and and it turned out to be um a hoax well not a hoax but i mean it was it was fake it was false you know but um unfortunately i mean they you know they 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 more or less suspended him, I guess, and he probably with pay until they found out what was going on. But either way, yeah, they got everything cleared up. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, this is also kind of a precursor to the Hearts against Shawn Michaels, too. Yeah, but yeah, this is the one where Owen is the only Heart who was eliminated, but because he and there was a mis- miscommunication, and and he bumped into Brett, and then all of a sudden got rolled up by Shawn and. Yeah, because that was was wasn't that the one where Brett wore the the pink singlet? Ah, uh, you the know what? I would have to go look. Wore a singlet and then you know, and then trunks over them. You know, right? Trunks over them. But at th- that time, he wore like Just, I think because the rest of the the hearts were wearing singlets, and I think oh was, yeah, yeah, could have been because I mean that way you know they're kind of in in unity with each other. Yeah. Um. And Shawn Michaels and the Knights, the Black Knight, Blue Knight, Red Knight. And these were all people. Uh, The Black Knight was Jeff Gaylord. Um, I recognize the name. Blue Knight was Greg Valentine. Oh, okay. Uh, Red Knight was Barry Horowitz. There we go. Um, The tag team match, and I know we're kind of jumping the card, but that one was Heavenly Bodies against the Rock and Roll Express. Or the Smoky Mountain, <laughs> yeah, and this was also the one where the the Doink was hurt. Um, so they had the Bushwhackers and Men on a Mission come out with the face paint like they were the clowns. Oh Lord, Men on a Mission. Oh my yep. gosh. Oh yeah. Like I said, you met the man, and you said yeah. he was he was just beyond humongous. Yeah, biggest human being I've ever seen in my life. He was. Yeah. Huge. He walked in, it was daylight, and all of a sudden it was an eclipse. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's see, you had Luger, the Steiner brothers, and the Undertaker because he did a thing and he had the American flags in, inside his, um, I guess, his jacket. Yeah. You know, trench coat. Yep. And let's see, the foreign fanatics, Crush. Um, he's Hawaiian. Um, yeah. But Crush, Quebecer Jock. Ludwig Borga and Yokozuna with Jim Cornette, Johnny Polo, who is the rape, you know, Raven, Scott Levy, yeah. and Mr. Fuji. Um, yeah, so that that's another case of other matches on there. It looked to be decent enough, and then all of a sudden you had that junk. Yeah. So yeah, 93. I mean, that one probably did kind of save the year, I guess. But yeah, 
but I mean, I don't really see how, but. <laughs> um, but fortunately, 94, I mean, it did get a lot better because that was, yeah. you know, WrestleMania 10, which was a, a really good mania. Yeah. Um, you know, the rumble, like I said, I mean, it, well, okay, I think about the, the match itself. I like the rest of it was kind of it. Um, yeah. You know, um, it could have been better, but the best way to put it, um, you know, even though that is where Owen kicked Brett's leg into his leg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I kicked yeah. your leg in your leg. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all could, well, I guess it was live. Y'all couldn't really redo it, but still. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so yeah, that covers SummerSlam '93. We, whew, we made it. We made we made it through it without you know falling over in disgust. Yeah. If you were lucky enough to miss SummerSlam '93, then uh, you should just be happy about that because <laughs> that was a rough ride. <laughs> and you see, and I think that's why Ivy came in there because she could sense there's something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my came in uh, to visit me. She's being kind of pouty. Oh, but so I'm glad I mentioned to you today about our subject for the episode on Thursday. Yeah, because I, for some reason I was thinking it was the it was next weekend, not this coming weekend. I was too until this morning, and I'm like, SummerSlam is this Sunday. SummerSlam is this Saturday. Is it Saturday? It's Saturday. Wow. Yeah, that was actually something else. I had to re, I had to reconfirm, and I'm like, do what? Why is it? Why is it Saturday? Um, I looked, and there was I actually figured out the reason. Some almost like just by looking at it. Um, but yeah, it's on. It's on Saturday. And for the life of me now, I can't. It, it, there actually is a legit, like, non wrestling reason why it's on Saturday. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, because you don't normally have. Uh, yeah, in fact, let me let me reconfirm that again. Um, Summer Slam. Twenty twenty one. Produced. August 21st, which, yeah, which is Saturday. Yep. Yeah. And that, yeah, be the first to take place on a Saturday since 1992. And the one in 92, of course, was in uh, England. That's crazy. Uh, be the first event to air in theaters in addition to traditional pay per view and the WWE Network. Wow. Okay. It's at, at Allegiant oh. Stadium. Uh, Legion Stadium, all I can say is a Raider Nation. But yeah, so anyway, um, yes, yeah, and apparently, whether or not we're not, <laughs> we weren't entirely too sure when the, the thing was going to be held because no, we were both. <laughs> so, I guess I'm so used to but Sunday pay per views being on Sunday. I'm used to their pay per view. Maybe, maybe it's because, well, he said it was a non-wrestling reason because I know. Yeah, well, and that was that, and I actually don't even know if that was the reason. I don't, but I don't remember now what it was anyway. So, because um, I know they're having a uh, NXT takeover, and I don't know if that is the NXT Sunday takeover. Night? That's the next night. Okay, but that is not going. They're not going to hold takeover in a stadium. 
that's actually going to be at the performance center in Orlando. Oh, okay. um, you know what? Let me check. I have a feeling there might be an NFL game there on Sunday. Might be. Let me see. What is going on Sunday, August 22nd? Pull up one of the sports apps. And come on. Come on. Let me just go look up the Raiders. (laughs) And no, they're playing Saturday at the Rams. So they're so I have no idea. It's not a Raiders game. Yeah, because um, hmm, I don't know. Um, they'd have to have some kind of reason, but they better make sure everybody knows because I'm glad I just happened to look that up today. But either way, yeah. we're going we're gonna to do a preview in our own predictions about what we think is going to happen yeah. on Saturday. And now granted, you know, some of that, uh, whatever we say on Thursday may actually – we may actually change our opinions by what happens on Friday, True. but for now we will go by what's going on as of Thursday. Sound cool? Yep. Yep. Cool with me. All right. But on that note, I will go ahead and say, I think we are done discuss discussing the debacle of SummerSlam 93 and the pay-per-views yes. of 93. And, uh, yeah, we need to figure out some – it'll be Survivor Series uh, season here coming up soon. But, of course, we actually already had, do have something special planned for one of the Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, that which we will talk about much later on down the road. Um, but what is, what is the next pay-per-view? Do you know? Uh, let's see. It's usually uh, – it's usually, like, hell in a cell around this. You know, the next – is what they're usually gearing up for. Yep. Um, but I'm not sure because I already had Hell in a Cell earlier this year, so I'm That's not sure. True. Maybe uh, Clash of Champions. They might have the Clash. They might pull out the Clash of Champions pay-per-view because, remember, it used to be Night of Champions and then right. changed it to Clash of Champions. Um, I don't know. That may be the next one, but I'm not sure because they're still planning on going to Saudi Arabia in October, I believe, because I they're they're going to do a uh, King of the Ring tournament. And then the finals of the King of the Ring tournament are going to be at the Saudi show. Uh, I think we've already discussed our opinion of the Saudi shows. Yeah. And, and my answer would be no, no. Yeah. So no. <laughs> no. Uh, but anyway, but yeah, so... So, folks, go ahead and and prepare for our predictions and our preview of SummerSlam. We will be recording Thursday, so the episode will be dropping uh, probably Friday morning at 5.30. That's generally what I've been doing. We record them one day. I drop them the next morning to 5.30. Right. So, but until then, my friend, uh, we'll be definitely talking, and God bless you. All right. God bless you, man. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.